You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Yeah, I remember when they when they first started doing their their streaming, and I thought eh, it's not really going to go anywhere because even back then it was it was still. Wow mostly dial-up was kind of the the norm yeah how are you oh. going to stream a movie that's impossible we'll right. never have internet that fast <laughs> two and a half hours of buffering right. yeah, yeah i know i could barely download uh, uh songs from napster Man, those are like <laughs> three and a half megs how the fuck am i going to stream a movie right. oh my god <laughs> unless it's porn i found a way to do that you know it really does uh, with all technology Saying, yeah, porn like, like, uh, uh, finds a way. Finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, VHS to HD to Blu-ray. Blu-ray to and it, now VR. Yep. Yep. Uh, hopefully, it's gonna uh, do something with cryptocurrency. Uh, one of the coins that I bought into. Uh, they were the first ones that Pornhub accepted. Oh, that's they right. The, yeah. That's how you know who the uh, winner is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, now the same coin is apparently partnering with somebody that's going to do um, over-the-air charging for your cell phone. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, and I'm assuming that's going to be once 5G gets all rolled out because yeah. of the power yeah. bands and all of that right. stuff. Right, have to. But, I mean, imagine uh, a subscription service to where you never had to charge your phone. Yeah, it was like just you- constantly charged, huh? Yeah, yeah. You, you would never have to plug it into the wall to charge it. I like the whole, uh, you know, Internet of Things where, like, oh, your refrigerator and your oven and your air conditioning are all going to be connected and, and you can control it from anywhere. But uh, the, the, the fatalist in me, the uh, the pessimistic one, and, and Jason, you're a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I bet you can follow yeah. me here. But like, Oh, I am too. I, yeah. I had an idea for, like, a horror movie one time. I talked about this on the editing bay once where it's <laughs> like uh, your house takes over. Like, uh, yeah. cause we have yeah. all these, all these cameras inside. I have like four of those nest cams, like one in every room. We've got a ring, uh, doorbell, you know, with a camera on it. And when it starts to control your thermostat and like turn your oven on and stuff, I was like, what if, what if you're, uh, it's, it's almost like her. What if your, your, your home computer, your smart home, uh, fell in love with your girlfriend or your wife or whatever, was trying to snuff you out <laughs> and like right? tries to kill you, like locks you in, you know, controls the locks. So would like yeah. lock you in a closet mm-hmm. and, and turn the gas on in your oven without, uh, Lighting the pilot. There you go. Pilot, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Iranian hackers, you know, somehow <laughs> figure out how to. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look, look. If they can fucking hack a nuclear power plant, you know, surely right. my Whirlpool refrigerator isn't far behind. Okay. The scary thing is the Whirlpool refrigerator probably has better security than the, than the, <laughs> than the nuclear power, power plant. plant. That's a good point. Yeah. They're not all running on uh, USB sticks. Flop- floppies. Floppies, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what the nuclear arsenal, like all of the missile silos, all of the floppies. Uh, yes, uh, they are still running off of floppies because of the susceptibility to putting them all, <laughs> connecting them all online. I mean, that makes sense. That that's just a whoops. I mean, you remember when uh, all of the tornado uh, sirens got hacked? Oh, that's right yeah. here in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, the conspiracy theorist, uh, I, I was, I was freaking out that night. I mean, <laughs> I, I called my friend in Plano. I was like, dude, do you hear sirens? <laughs> he was like, no. no. And I'm like, are you sure? And he was like, dude, are you, did you finally go off the deep end? <laughs> and I walked outside. Cause I mean, it was completely and totally clear. Yeah, I could exactly. see 
every star in the sky. And it was just like the purge, you know? So just, just imagine that with, you know, the nuclear missile arsenal of the U.S. Yeah. Well, remember when that happened with uh, Hawaii? Like, um, they got yeah. yes. they all got a text message that was like, uh, yep. nuclear missiles have been fired, take cover. And uh, for yep. a good half an hour, people were freaking out. I would have been one of them had I lived on that. Oh, island. yeah. A lot of laundry was done that day. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a perfect segue to go right into the show. It's the 16-Bit Gladiators here on the next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joel. I'm playing uh, the part of host today, and we've got a couple of guest hosts joining us. Uh, Jay Gunn, who uh, has been on since the beginning, and by the beginning I mean hey. back in November. And uh, joining us for the first time uh, <laughs> since our little reboot here uh, is Jason Jasinski, is our special guest this week. Um, you were on this podcast quite a few times back when it was called the 8-Bit Gladiators uh, about five In- years ago. Indeed. Indeed. You've doubled your bits since then. <laughs> yes. That's right. It only we took have, us... We have upgraded. only took us like 10 years. In 2030, you can subscribe to the 32-Bit Gladiators and so on and so <laughs> forth. Uh, well, this week, uh, our topic du jour is uh, reboots, Re- uh, franchises that have been rebooted, uh, sometimes multiple times over the years, and, and to varying uh, degrees of success, uh, I would argue. Uh, some of the reboots have been uh, uh, fantastic and gone on to, we're still getting sequels from these reboots. Others were kind of a one and done, because uh, for whatever reason, they didn't quite hit the mark and quite capture what was uh, special and magical about the first version of that game. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, some of those from the past, what, 40 years of video gaming. Have video games really been around for 40 years? Been around yeah. for a while. Jason, you're a bit of a PC gamer, uh, correct? Uh, in, indeed. Uh, in fact, I, I went probably more PC than console. Um, yeah. I think you and uh, Jay have that in common. G- give us a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the listeners, a little bit of history, your video gaming history. Well, I found my dad's Atari 2600 behind yeah. the TV. Um, and I mean, I, I played ET on the Atari. Oh, I'm sorry. A, I had an ET cartridge. I think, uh, Pong and combat. Combat uh, were, was fantastic. Combat, yes. Yeah. Uh, those were the first couple games I played. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, actually got a Tandy, uh, was my first computer. I remember those. Wow. And it was, uh, it, it wasn't even, uh, uh, I mean, it was a keyboard that plugged into a TV and you backed everything up to a uh, cassette tape. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, yeah, it was very primitive um, where you actually had to, uh, you could actually program your own games. Oh, uh, yeah. They had little manuals that you could actually code. Did you ever do that? Uh, one of them I did, uh, but it took so long uh, and I forgot to save it. Oh, uh, no. And I turned it off. Oh no! Oh, no. Well, <laughs> that was that was really the the last bit of, of coding on that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a well. That kind of sets you up for your career today. You learned a very important lesson about backing up. And yes. um, all right, so you got the twenty six hundred. Yeah. Uh, when did you? Uh, w- w- any other consoles before you made the jump into PC gaming? Uh, so I did have a Nintendo. Uh, I begged my parents for a Nintendo. Of course. Uh, and and of course they said no and no and no and no and no. <laughs> Uh, and then for Christmas, uh, magically a Nintendo popped up. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I played a lot of Nintendo, original Nintendo, um, and then I, I actually started building PCs. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, yeah, my dad was like, "Look, you can spend money on a PC, 
or you can spend money on a Super Nintendo. It's your choice, wow. but you you only get one. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, well, I guess it's time to go for the PC. Wow. You're a better man uh, than I am because I uh, totally would have gone for that Super Nintendo <laughs> option. And, and in fact, it uh, did. Yeah, right. Uh, luckily, uh, my friends, they had uh, Super Nintendo and the Sega. Yeah, everybody um, had one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't miss out too much. Yeah, you made the uh, smart no. choice. Yes. Now, I was, of course, limited to the games that they wanted and not mm-hmm. what I wanted. So... Uh, you know, but eh, that that was the price. Um, <laughs> and then you've been uh, primarily a, a PC gamer ever since. Fair to say, uh, pretty much. Uh, you know, I've I've kind of prided myself. I've never paid for a Microsoft product other than a joystick. <laughs> You're man after my own heart, Jason. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I've, I've bought a couple uh, Microsoft controllers, um, but you know, I've never never bought an Xbox. Never bought an Xbox One. Wait a no minute. One. Aren't you talking to us through a Microsoft? slate or whatever it's called uh, oh it, oh yeah um <laughs> uh, funny funny enough just like my ipads uh that i have i've never i i i've only bought an what were they um the ipods the ipod I had yeah iPod. <laughs> um it's so funny that we've yeah. forgotten what ipods are called so, right? long ago. <laughs> uh, so i have two ipads and the surface that were both all provided by work the surface that's what okay so you beat ah, us on a technicality okay. you did in fact not yes. pay for them but uh, not keeping you from using them. Well, I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna take that away from you. It's free technology. Yeah. It, it is. And, it is. And it's, we, it's allowing us to do this. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and th- thank you for figuring out how to get the front camera working, so we didn't have hey, to stare no at your uh, hey. the back of your VR headset for the entire episode. <laughs> In fact, uh, VR headset didn't even pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> what is in your room that has been paid for by you, Jason? That's, uh, a, that's an episode yeah. in itself. Hardware. Um, <laughs> she but, is. Joe, Joe got me into the uh, uh, Quest um, beta. Now, is it, is so, it, you're talking about the Oculus? Oh, that's right. Yeah, or the, uh, yes, the Oculus, Oculus Quest. Quest. And I, he, I, I tried to get into that, too, and I, I guess I got in late because they never got back to me. Oh, really? Uh, when I, uh, yeah, when I did my application for it, they never got back to me. I was so bummed. Too many. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's great. It just uh, gives me a headache. Yeah, I, I found I have a, probably a 15-minute a limit on those things before I start getting a little vertigo and got to take it off before I uh, hurl on my bed. Right. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I mean, you know, speaking of reboots, uh, you know, uh, VR is almost a, a reboot of gaming. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. I like that. A really good way to think about it, actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're definitely more active. And I think that may have even started with the Wii, uh, you yeah. know, with uh, all, all of the motion. That's and, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, exercise and all of this other stuff. Um, so, uh, uh, great great segue. All, all. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. You, uh, you might be right. Uh, I guess the jury is still out as to whether that's a successful reboot or not, uh, VR. Uh, for gaming, I, I would say it's it's made its mark yeah. enough to be considered successful now, especially with the uh, with the whole Half Life Alex thing and how that's right. It essentially sold VR headsets in the millions for people. Yeah, you uh, put that game on one of your games of the year uh, from yes. a couple of weeks ago. Listen to our uh, best of 2020 games of the year. I think that was our, our previous episode. Oh no, no, that, that was two episodes ago. Uh, two, yeah, two episodes. We ago. did the feels, uh, but uh, yeah, as Jason alluded yeah. to, uh, we are talking reboot reboots, 
and as long as we're talking kind of the old 8-bit NES era, since uh, we all owned one, uh, I'm going to kick things off here because one of the games on my list was originally a NES game uh, by Capcom, and it was one that I enjoyed. I didn't know a lot of people who had it, uh, but it, and I didn't own it myself, but uh, I was known to rent Bionic Commando uh, on yes. occasion. And uh, really liked it in a, in a world where all of the NES games were basically like platformers, right? I mean, there was no 3D back then. It was all side-scrolling. Um, but we all got so used to, you know, this button is for jump, this button is for attack or throw or whatever, you know, action uh, maybe applied to it in that particular game. And, and all platformers kind of look the same and behave the same. And here comes this game, which it took me a while to wrap my head around because there was no jump button. Like, you could run left and right. Uh, but as I recall, you, you had that bionic arm, hence the name bionic mm -hmm. commando that, yeah, that you could grapple onto, uh, platforms above and swing over. And it was a really unique, um, for the time gameplay mechanic that kind of took its own muscle memory to, uh, to, to develop before you got good at it. But, uh, I remember really digging that game. And when they announced, I think, uh, mid two thousands that they were going to be releasing a bionic commando reboot. I was like, oh man, what would this look like in um, the now that we have 3D games? We've got the horsepower behind mm -hmm. it, and uh, I, I have to confess, I never played this game because I was scared off of it by all of the reviews and uh, kind of firsthand accounts that said it did not live up to the original. Now, have either of you have experience with that Bionic Commander reboot? Jason's shaking his head. Tell me about it briefly. Yeah, uh, like like a level and a half. Yeah, I think um, that's about the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know uh, that was enough to be like, nah, no. I, th I think I spent longer downloading it than I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was it that uh, just so hit the mark? Was it the did, did that gameplay? Could you, in fact, now jump in the rebooted Bionic Commando? Yes, you could. You could. Yes, and I think it, there was some sliding. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, there was some. There was some sliding. There was some actual like combat, like punching mechanics. Mm -hmm. There was. Uh, Really, the the actual bionic arm was almost a secondary mechanic right, which, to the whole, more of just kind of a general three D uh, third person kind of action game at that point. Which is kind of mind boggling because like that's what people knew about the first game. Like you lean into exactly. that. So it sounds like maybe they were overcomplicating the mechanics a little bit and trying to keep up with some of the other three D platformers of the era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was poorly implemented mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah. They they just didn't they didn't flow, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And maybe you know, in five years they can redo it on on VR, yeah. <laughs> and you can you know grapple your way That's around like your first person. Room. Yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah. Was it a first person or was it third person where you could kind of third see person. yourself? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a third person. Yeah, mm -hmm. I kind of think you would need to, right, in order to kind of have some context as to what you're doing, but maybe not. Yeah, it'd be. Um, it, I guess it could be something kind of like uh, Metroid Prime, ah. with uh, you know they had the the grapple beam mechanic that you could do, and That's that was point. done in in first person. That's a good and point. It, that it was actually worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great reboot. Is that on uh, both of your lists uh, as far as successful reboots go? Yes. It's on. Yeah. There. Yeah. I'll let I'll let Jason take that one. I do have another same or another uh, uh, Metroid series. Oda. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I I've only uh, dabbled a little bit in Metroid Prime. I I own the the, the trilogy when they re released that. I think on the Wii. Um, and I was like, I, I gotta get into it on the Switch. Exactly. I know. Well, and that's I what kept me off it from the, the from the GameCube because I I had 
the original GameCube Metroid Prime, mm-hmm. and I was going to play it, and then it came out, on, or they announced it was coming out on Wii, so I was like, oh, I'm going to wait, because I want the updated graphics, I want to be able to use the Wii remote, right, to, to control it, and here I am, yeah. I was about to get into it again, and now they've announced it for Switch, I was like, fuck, i got to hold off again, because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to look so much better, and I'm going to kick myself, I don't want to play him twice, so uh, I'm not that far into it, but have either of you uh, actually beat that game? Oh, yeah. I have Several not. times. Yeah? I've seen I've seen it beaten, um, uh, so that will tell you my skill level uh, <laughs> when it comes to Metroid. <laughs> it did seem uh, kind of hard, um, or at least th- there were a lot of mechanics to, that they were throwing at you at once. Yeah, on the on the GameCube one especially because it was such an early uh, 3D shooter mm-hmm. style. They were still working on the actual controls yeah. and, and kind of solidifying how the controls were done. So stuff like being able to just look around freely and, and all that stuff, you couldn't really do unless you stopped, pressed a button, uh-huh. and then you could look around. But you couldn't like walk and look around at the same time. Yeah, you could only be facing forward. What were you saying there, Jason? So, uh, it, you know, it also didn't help that you know you had this huge eagle wing of a controller to <laughs> yes. fumble around with. You know, for our little yeah, tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was so so weird. So weird. yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll uh, hopefully they'll they'll update uh, those mechanics when they re-release them, right? Because we're so spoiled now, being able to walk in and uh, aim at the the same time. I've started playing them on uh, emulators now, so I can take like Metroid Prime, the the Wii versions of the trilogy, so it actually has the good aiming and being able to walk around. Because that was the nice thing about the Wii when uh. it, it updated those mechanics for that, and it plays now more like a much more modern shooter where you can you can have the target locked to the middle of the screen and when you look around it's looking around the screen exactly where you're you know like any normal modern first person shooter Mm. and it plays really freaking good yeah this way yeah well i'm back in now i'm gonna as soon as it gets announced slash released for the uh switch uh, it's going to be this year being the 30th anniversary. I'm I'm really hoping that that's what's happening. Is it as well? Okay, so it's the 35th yeah. anniversary now of Zelda and Metroid. And Metroid, yep. I mean, that would be nice yeah, if they, uh, that'd be a nice way to, you know, hey, here's the original trilogy and here's a trailer for the the much promised Metroid Prime 4, which Prime 4, I've been working right. on forever now. If it's a shitty game now, they've got nobody to blame but themselves. <laughs> it's not a, a cyberpunk. Uh, oh no! Yeah. Shots oh. fired on Cyberpunk. Hey, all right. Quick little aside. If you, uh, I saw your text about that. You've kind of g- given up on that. Have they, have they lost you completely? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I went ahead and just deleted it. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I, I created a character and I went through a little bit of dialogue and I was like, wow. Um, and I, I didn't didn't do any of the updates or anything. Um, no. Uh, I'm I'm assuming maybe around June or July. <laughs> Uh, they'll have some good content updates, maybe fix some of the bugs. And honestly, the PC wasn't that bad compared yeah, to... Yeah, I was just going to say, problems. yeah, you're playing it on PC too. Like, that was supposed to be the solid version. It was all the console versions that needed the bug updates, I guess. But yeah. no, not uh, not your experience? No, it, it was... It, it felt hollow, if that makes, mm. uh, you know, sense. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I, I started playing uh, The Witcher 3, Mm. Uh, I mean, that's now, of course, that's based on some books and it has some history behind it. Um, So cyberpunk, though, I think. Right. Yeah. But cyberpunk even has has that behind it. Yeah. The writers, the writers just did not have it. I mean, there's no depth to the characters. It seemed like, Um, you know, even even the reviews I read, uh, you know, people were 
weren't impressed with the story. So maybe, you know, given hope, it's it's only been in, you know, development for, you know, 10 plus years. <laughs> I just started playing it actually today and uh, my battery backup on my PC started screaming at me. Oh no. Because my, I guess my PC is drawing too much power so that my battery backup can't keep up with it. And I'm just sitting there playing along. I'm like, you know what? It'll it'll just keep beeping. That's fine. And all of a sudden, my PC shuts down. I'm like, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Cyberpunk 2077 killed your computer. I haven't so, heard yeah, that one. I'm, I'll, have to, I'll have to upgrade that component now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, well, as long as we were talking about Metroid there, and we were, uh, you mentioned, Jay, that uh, you had a different Metroid on your list as far as reboots go. Uh, do tell. I do, I do. There's actually two of them. Um, one is the original Metroid from, uh, well, from 87 yeah. now, I guess. I think yeah, so. 35 years. That one got rebooted on the Game Boy Advance as Metroid Zero Mission. Ah, uh, yes. And it was more of a remaster where it was just, you know, updated graphics and stuff, mm-hmm. but they added new content into it as well. So that's kind of why I consider it a reboot. Interesting. Uh, new boss fights that you can go through a whole new section uh, that didn't exist in the first game or in the original game uh, to explore around in. Um, and then the other one, there was two remakes for this game it was Metroid two from the game boy. There was a fan remake that came out called AM2R, which stands for another Metroid 2 remake. (laughs) And Nintendo actually, uh, I want to say it was a year and a half or two years later, had put out their own remake on the 3DS. I have that one. From the Amos Returns. Between the two of those, I think it's generally considered that AM2R is the better remake of the Game Boy version. Yeah. But Samus Returns is the better in terms of um, because it has new content and it has, you know, the more up to date graphics. It's got all these new moves that you can do that you couldn't really do in, in the 2D confines like they did with with AM2R. Yeah. So it was a lot sense. more fluid movement. Yeah. A lot more fluid gameplay. Uh, yeah, I have to admit, I, I haven't played either of those, even though I own that second uh, 3DS Samus Returns. I picked it up because I was excited about it. I, I, I never got mm-hmm. to play that one on the original Game Boy. Everybody always talked about it. It was like right up there underneath Super Metroid as far as one of the best Metroid games, which is saying yep. a lot. There have been yep. a, a, a lot in that franchise. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about picking that one up. Yeah, I'm it's trying, great. There was a Metroid VR, wasn't there, on the Game Boy VR? Oh, really? There was, um, oh, God, what was it? What was the Virtual Boy? You talking about their Virtual, virtual Boy? Virtual I Boy. I think that there was, yeah. I think that there was. But it wasn't It wasn't like a first person. That was the weird thing about the Virtual Boy. It was, there wasn't really anything first person because it, it was basically Game Boy games. And with the with the goggles that you right. put on, so they were they were just kind of that that f- almost faux kind of three D where you get some depth to it, but otherwise it's yeah it, it's they were just kind of flat games. And I believe there was a Metroid for that. That was the pre- Metroid Beta instead of yeah. Metroid Prime, I guess. That's what <laughs> I would I would like to see something that they do with what was it that card uh, the cardboard? Uh, oh yeah, the VR uh, stuff that they Labo. were doing for it. Yeah, Labo. I would like to see something that they do with Metroid Prime 4 when it comes out. Oh, I bet they will they because uh, they put too much development time in that to just mm-hmm. have a couple of lousy uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild adaptations. So it's that and I think right. what Mario Odyssey where you can kind of play. Yeah, Odyssey did a little bit and 
and, and Mario Kart, I think, had a little bit. Oh, too. that's right. But they were really kind of yeah. afterthoughts, right? They weren't even right. fully right. fleshed out. It's like, hey, look what we can do with cardboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love Nintendo for that. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, moving along. Uh, Jason, how about our, our, our guest? What's uh, up on your list of uh, rebooted franchises? Well, uh, and this one's, I mean, this one's almost a, a, a total redo, uh, and that's uh, Warcraft. Oh yes, oh. interesting. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it it went from you know strategy top down, you know, build, right. harvest, you know, uh, mm-hmm. mechanics, to a first person role playing game. Yeah, that you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of people probably lost their job and <laughs> yes. relationships. Yep. And I mean, it was, it, it had come right after EverQuest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I never played Warcraft. I watched people play Warcraft. Sure, sure. But I played, Ever, I played EverQuest and it was just as bad. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I want to say there's still Warcraft servers up. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Like the enormity oh, yeah. of the, the community behind that game cannot be overstated like that's I, I think even today it's still like one of the maybe not anymore like you said I think they've been slowly shutting servers down uh, wow. people as people move on but uh, yeah at the time that that to me was a, like the first kind of a mainstream uh, MMO would you call that an MMORPG I always forget the acronym yeah. there yeah. Uh, seeing commercials with celebrities Talking about a World of Warcraft game, like yeah, that was just something you didn't, that, you didn't see those kind of everyday normie endorsements, uh, especially for something right. as nerdy as Warcraft. Right. Exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure Blizzard paid some good money for that. True. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, I would probably classify that as one of the most successful reboots. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. It spanned genres of games. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about that today. I was like, wow, you know that. That went a completely and totally different direction. And what's on the horizon? Anybody know for World of Warcraft? Because I, I seem to recall hearing they're, they're they're redoing something with it, right? They they just released an expansion. Mm. Um, I think it was called the Shadowlands or something something yep. along those lines. I'm looking on the website um, right now. Shadowlands now live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's still going. Yeah, lives on. It'll and they look. they also uh, I guess about a year or so ago they finally released what do they call it the classic server or something along those lines where it's the first like the original release and I think the first expansion like the Burning Lands. Sure. Hmm. Burning Throne. <laughs> Sounds right. Whatever whatever it was called, but the it was like the first initial release of the game and the first expansion. So all of the improvements that they've made to the game since then are no longer there. Whereas a lot of people who played it back in the day, which would, I would be one of those people. Um, <laughs> he says with shame. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a safe space here, Jay. It's First okay. On that game. No judging. But yeah, a, a lot of people from back then would, would consider a lot of the new things, the new mechanics that they've added to the game more dumbing the game down uh. and making it too easy so they didn't want to play it. So they've been doing um, essentially pirate versions of the server where people could go and play the original release of the game. Mm-hmm. And they've been begging Blizzard to do this. And it's like, you know, you see, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on these pirate servers 
they could be paying you the 10 bucks a month if you would release an old version of the server. And Blizzard's like, nah, y'all don't want that. <laughs> they even had like a, a thing a few years back where one of the Blizzard developers were like, you think you want that, but you really don't. <laughs> wow. And here we are a couple of years later, and now they've got it because they're making money mm -hmm. off of it. I got to admit, that does kind of sound like on the Venn diagram of where hipsters meet gamers, Right in the mm -hmm. middle there is the you know, the original server of Warcraft was so much better than uh, the new version now. <laughs> yes, such a hipster yes. thing. All right, good one. Yeah, yeah you can't, can't talk about reboots without World of Warcraft. Um, mm -hmm. Well, let's move on then to, you know, I started off talking about some 2D games. We're already talking about 3D games. Uh, and uh, another one that kind of took the leap from 2D to 3D, uh, but this time a success. Uh, was the Prince of Persia franchise. Yes. Uh, the first time I ever played this uh, was uh, the Sands of Time on uh, the GameCube I had. And uh, I, th for me, like, did either of you ever play the original Prince of Persia? Either, Yeah, oh, yeah. on NES? Oh, uh, I played it on DOS. Or on PC. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I guess that's yeah. the original, original one, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I never really got into that one. It never really spoke to me. Uh, it... it I just remember the sprites being really small and not being impressed. Uh, I just kind of bounced off it. But were you guys into the original? Oh, yeah. Definitely played it. Um, I don't think I ever completed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never completed it myself, but I remember um, playing with Ralph years and years and years ago, and we would basically hand it off back and forth. And go through all the different levels. Nice. And he was the one that he, he eventually ended up actually going to the the final boss fight and and completing it. Nice. So uh, yeah, that that's a badge that, of honor. That, I don't know many people who've done that. Yeah, yeah. It, that was that was a a long journey to get there. <laughs> yes. Because it was a whole lot of dying and restarting and and doing things over and over yeah. again. Maybe maybe that's what it was. I just didn't have the patience for that. Uh, but mm -hmm. I did have the patience for the reboot. Uh, and, and one of the things you mentioned, uh, that was, uh, you know, famous about the first one dying over and over again, uh, was probably the inspiration for the kind of time manipulation, um, mechanic that they added, which really mm -hmm. made, like to me, I, I can't think of another video game that had done that at the time. You can literally rewind the last, what, five, 10, 15 seconds. It, I, I think it varied depending on how big your, your sando meter was or whatever they call it. Um, you could kind of build it up later in the game, but it would allow you to kind of rewind time uh, farther. Uh, but yeah, being mm -hmm. able to like, you know, because a lot of the game is kind of like running against walls and making these really precarious jumps to ropes that are across the room, uh, which means a lot of dying, a lot of falling in holes. Uh, and to be able to kind of immediately hit that trigger button, rewind and, and seconds later, give that jump another shot and, and, and do it multiple times was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm back into video games now. Like, this is... <laughs> I, I, getting that Prince of Persia game, that was the first game I could remember going all the way through, like, fully beating, like, in a weekend. And I, I can't remember nice. the last time I kind of pulled an all-weekender like that. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. What about you guys? You ever play that one? Yeah, I played a little bit on, on GameCube. I have it on PC now, too. Actually, when we were talking about doing this, I remember you mentioned Prince of Persia as one of the as one of the games, mm -hmm. and that guy may think it's like, man, I really want to play that again. <laughs> so I think you should. So man. That, that's kind of my yeah, that's kind of on my on my yeah. bucket list to do that again. They hold up. Uh, they're kind of the the precursor to the uh, Assassin's Creed games. I feel yes, uh, in the yeah. way that you're kind of doing all this also sort of made by Ubisoft parkour. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Ubisoft learning from uh, their Prince yeah. of Persia franchise. I, I believe they ended up making three of those games. Uh, pretty sure yeah. I beat the first two. 
don't think I ever made it all the way through the third one. By that time, uh, maybe the novelty was wearing off a little bit. But uh, yeah, that that rewinding time mechanic uh, was, no pun intended, a game changer for me. Yes, Thank you for the absolutely. courtesy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving right along the list, uh, Jay. I'm gonna kick it back to you. Uh, what do you What do you have on your rebooted franchises list? Um, well, you remember Half Life? I, I do. I do recall Half. I remember back it from in, uh, 20 minutes ago when you were talking about uh, the VR Half Life. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, the there was a another remake of that that was done by fans called Black Mesa. Yeah. Oh yes, and I don't think it's on console. I think it's only on PC. Yeah, it's it's um, PC only. Yeah, but they but these these fans, God, they've been they worked on it for years and yeah, years and years time. to get this done, and they actually got the blessing from Valve to do it to finish it. Uh, I think they even had some people from Valve like provide some assets. voiceover lines and oh, assets for them, cool. yeah, to to help them along. Um, but yeah, they they basically took the Half Life Two engine and rebuilt the entire game of Half Life One in it. Wow, yeah, that's an undertaking. Mm-hmm. What, Absolutely. That, did they improve that's the a dedicated fan base? <laughs> yes, yes, very I, much so. I assume they like upres the uh, graphics yeah, and they, everything too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was there was some improvements, um, control improvements to it, some graphic improvements to it, uh, lighting improvements, things along things along those lines. Even Valve had released uh, the source version of the of the original game, but all it was was literally just taking the original game into the new engine, but it still had the same graphics and everything. Um, whereas this one is a complete overhaul. They they redid all the voice lines. Wow. They. Uh, reworked some of the story segments so that they were not quite as disjointed and, mm. and weird. Uh, and one of the, one of the longstanding things when it originally released is it didn't have the very last segment of the game, which was, con- which was called Zen, which you basically go to this, uh, the planet, the, the, the reboot had, had ended when you launched the satellite into orbit. And they finally, this last year, got the Zen level oh done. God. And it's a complete, it's not just, here's the Zen level. It's, here's the Zen level, and we've expanded on this whole segment so that it's almost like a whole other game inside this. Wow. It, it takes it and makes it uh, several additional hours of content that wasn't in the original game. Now, are they monetizing this? Are these poor developers who've uh, volunteering their oh, time? Yeah. yeah, you can. So you're you're not just uh, pirating this. Well, you maybe you are, but somebody can. Uh, no, yeah, pay yeah. For it. you can, <laughs> you can, you can actually, you yeah, you can actually purchase it on Steam. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's like ten bucks, so wow. it's not too bad. But they did for the longest time. They did have it on their website. You could just go and download it for free. Damn. You know, before they before they got kind of the the green light from Valve to go ahead and sell it. They were just giving it away for free because it was just like a mod for Half Life Two. But 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 PC only, you say, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I've got PC Steam. Only. Maybe uh, an excuse to fire up my old Steam account and uh, absolutely drop down absolutely. ten dollars for that. Give that another shot. Uh, all right, Jason. What about you? Well, uh, Tomb Raider is, yes. is always nice. one of one of my favorite reboots it's on my oh, list nice. as well. You yeah, know, same here. Uh, I, I've I've played every single one of them except for I, I think there was a. A mobile or handheld? No. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, we don't, we don't count those. Go things. Tomb Raider, go or whatever. It was yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, those 
the the way they rebooted those was really good. I mean, the added story, the way they were yeah. doing the cutscenes, uh, yeah. you know, the, the character investment. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and I mean, even even the originals were were really good considering you know what they were. Yeah, um, you're talking about like the originals on the PlayStation's one I'd and say, two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yes, with the caveat of for what they were, which was you know kind of a, a mediocre 3D adventure with yeah. uh, some questionable sexual ethics. You know, basically just kind of sexualizing <laughs> their main character, giving her these huge polygonal boobs that uh, and put in these skimpy outfits. It was definitely like felt very mid nineties from that uh, standpoint mm. where only our that, female that, video game characters had to be hot. Yes. You know? That's how you attract your audience. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of genius to do it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, even, even made a movie out of it. That's right. Um, yeah. uh, While alienating half of the uh, video game. <laughs> Uh, right. They tried. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, but uh, you know, even the the first ones were really uh, you know puzzles with a little bit of story yeah. thrown in. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. it was really more about these huge intricate puzzles that you had to go figure out. Yeah. You know, they they did take that into the reboot. I, I have been a little disappointed that the puzzles aren't necessarily bigger, but there have been more of them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you it, it's kind of six of one and a half a dozen of the other. Right. They're still good and they still make you think a little and, you know, they're still, you still get that awe, you know, when, when the, when the camera pans, yep. you know, when you walk into that room and it's just like, oh, wow, you know, if this yeah. was a real place, oh my God. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are, are very good examples of some, some well done reboots. Yep. I, yeah. I got to agree. Yeah. I, I just went through that first uh, one this past year, uh, played it all the way through oh. with the misses. Uh, we've now started the second one. Uh, and yeah, it just did everything right. For I mean, the, the, the acting, the voice acting, and the story, you know, when we have. You know things like Uncharted Four and The Last of Us Two and and Red Dead Redemption Two, where you know there we've got real professional actors here. It feels a little uh, you know high school musical uh, right. <laughs> to me, but still considering you know what was the last Tomb Raider game before these reboots? Uh, it was Underworld, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 I think you're right. Which uh, back when the franchise was kind of losing its way. And uh, mm-hmm. that's all it takes. You kind of stand uh, back from your franchise for about 10 years, kind of see where the industry is, and, uh, you know, put a fresh coat of paint on it, a fresh coat yep. of boobs, <laughs> in this case. <laughs> well, and actually, no. yes. Give them credit. They, they did proportionalize her. That is mm-hmm. true. She's not this big boobed, you know, stripper-esque looking thing. She actually spends most of the game yeah. clothed, and, uh, she, you know, she's a modest B-cup, right, this time? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it looks like she could actually pull off the moves that she was doing without <laughs> yes. the center of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> the, the risk of bursting anything, yeah. Uh, another thing they did really well, uh, and I was really impressed with this kind of morbid, but uh, the death scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Those were, I mean, traumatic. It was like, oh, 
oh, I almost feel bad that I died. <laughs> no, and, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Her her uh, moans and her her uh, the, the, the sounds of pain that she makes and, and the ways she gets impaled in so many different yeah. ways in that game. I mean, crunching bones. I mean, yeah, they, they did some good work on the sound effects. And I think yeah. uh, we can all agree being three white males in our uh, <laughs> midlife, the fact that she's a female, I think, maybe adds a little bit more to that kind of, oh, no, I'm, I'm supposed to protect you. You're the other gender. Mm-hmm. And I've failed right. you. Right. And now yeah. your, your limbs yeah. are uh, broken and, and swinging the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember several times playing that first one and, and having a death scene happen and just being like, Jesus Christ. It's in the screams. <laughs> just, I, I feel terrible doing this over and over again because i can't improve to make her not die i know (laughs) traumatized enough for the night turning it off good one good one yes tomb raider i i knew we were all going to mention that at some point and uh, it deserves to be mentioned Mm. uh also another one that deserves to be mentioned probably for both reasons uh is the sonic the hedgehog franchise now um i'll start with um it's downfall because uh, I like the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I didn't own a Genesis, but I had a friend who did. Uh, actually, listen to our um, second episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators where we talk all about the movie Sonic the Hedgehog, but also uh, the video game franchise and its many incarnations, uh, most of which uh, kind of fall below the fresho meter, you know, if there were uh, such a thing for video games. I guess Metacritic is their version. But yeah, I'm, I mean, the first three games are pretty great, right? Side-scrolling, um, using that blast processing, right, to make it feel fast and cool characters, colorful locations, and uh, it was their version of Mario, right? What, uh, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I, I think Sonic 3 actually is probably my favorite of the original Genesis titles uh, where they kind of learned everything they had from the first two and uh, and really refine the gameplay. The controls were a little tighter in that one. Of course, you got Tails there. And I think, uh, did Knuckles show up in part three, or was that his own game later? I think I, Knuckles showed up in three. I think so, yeah. too. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, like those. But then, of course, you know, uh, Sega lost its way both on the hardware side of things with, the you know, the Saturn and the, the 32X and just releasing, and the, the, finally the Dreamcast, which I think was the, the final nail in that console nail coffin for them. Yeah, uh, yeah so... And unfortunately, the Sonic franchise kind of had to follow. They were always trying to make Sonic the, the big um, game, you know, that was going to sell the new console. Uh, but unfortunately, we're putting all the like Sonic should have never been a 3D game, in my opinion. Like, I don't think any of the 3D no. Sonic games, Sonic Adventure, all, any of those, none of them really lived up to the promise of, hey, here's a Sonic the Hedgehog game in three dimensions with that same sense of uh, momentum, yeah, which is. Why I think when they they tried to reboot it in what was that 2006 I think for the Xbox 360 and PS3 um, they, they still hadn't quite I, I guess that was the culmination of years of them trying to <laughs> yes failing correct yes what's funny uh, about that is uh, you know they did the same with Mario on mm-hmm. the the in. You know, it's Mario 64, mm-hmm. yeah. and it worked out really well. It worked out great. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many 3D Mario games are there now? I, I think it was pulled off by, I don't want to say more skilled developers, but developers that were thinking more about their long-term franchise. Yeah. 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 Not just trying to go with the, the latest trend. Yeah, pushing right. consoles like Sega was yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But having said that, 
uh, I think Sonic has now had a successful reboot uh, mm-hmm. that started with uh, Sonic Mania. Man, talk Mania, about this yeah. is like the third or fourth game we've talked about now where developers have taken it into their own hands, taken a property that they loved, and put the time and energy in it and, and figured out what was great about the originals and rebuilt it. Because Sonic Mania, uh, Jay, I think you know the story, right? Was uh, mm-hmm. just some guy who was fooling around. Yep. T- tell the story. Yeah, it was it was it was basically a fan uh, just started building his own Sonic game, and he had, he was actually I remember um, developing the game simultaneously with two different versions as far as two different graphic versions because he fit he he thought if Sega has a conniption fit and says no you can't do this then he could just flip the graphics and have his own version of a Sonic style game just oh. with his own, you know, unique graphics on it. Um, but Sega loved it. And that's one of the things I really have to commend Sega for is because they, they embrace this, their, their fan community in this way. And even like they, even they released the, the Sega um, classics series of all of their old games and on, at least on Steam, I don't know if they have it on the consoles the way the same way, but on Steam, they have it opened up to the Steam Workshop. So people can go in and take those games, modify them, make nice. different versions of those games, upload them to the Workshop, and they're just available to play, like whole new versions of, of all the old Sega games. It's like their version right, of yeah. uh, Mario Maker, huh? It's, it's Sonic Basically, Maker. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that, that's kind of what happened with with mania they 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 fell in love with it and essentially hired the guy and built out the whole game from there and and i guess made him part of the original or part of the sonic team nice yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i've only played a few levels in it but uh i think he totally captured uh the kind of feel and and it actually in my opinion and maybe just my memory playing tricks on me but it feels better it feels tighter it feels yes when you go back and play those old ones you you kind of forget how slowly for, for for a character that's supposed to be yeah. uh, you know they're marketing all on his speed like it really takes him a long time mm. to kind of ramp up and so they've tightened that up a little <laughs> bit and um, yeah he's he's never looked and controlled better Jason have you played uh, this Sonic reboot Sonic Mania I sure haven't I'm uh, I'm gonna have to look for that it sounded like you mentioned earlier you're not much of a uh, platformer huh uh, platformers are they were good at, they were good at the time <laughs> because that's what they that's what they could do that's right. Um, uh, I think what honestly killed the platformer for me, and this is really sad to say, uh, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, no. Uh, uh, the NES one? Yeah, oh, the yeah, NES yeah, one. Yeah, that notorious piece of shit. Man, I'm so glad Joe's not on this episode because he'll try to defend that <laughs> game as he did a few weeks ago uh, on the podcast. But uh, he's not here right now, so we can uh, all agree that, yeah, that game was yes. frustrating as shit. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was just so – I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had saved up for like a month and a half to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's Ninja Turtles. More than that. And, you know, I, after that, platformers just didn't really do it for me. Interesting. Uh, wow. It ruined you yeah. for all platformers. That's funny. <laughs> you know, after, after that, uh, you know, I, I want to say that was right around the time Wolfenstein mm. had come out on PC. Oh yeah. Uh, so, and I mean, that wasn't platformer. And I mean, yeah, I spent was... many many hours killing actual Nazis. Yeah, granddaddy <laughs> first person shooter. Yep. And another yep. game yeah. that's been uh, kind of rebooted. Have either, either of you played the mm-hmm. uh, the reboot? Yeah. Uh, I've played the. Wolfenstein New Order, 
but I haven't played any of it like the sequels or the young blood. Uh, that's one the, that just came out. That's the latest one, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, the, the, the reboot of that one was, and it was kind of the same way with the doom reboot. They were just kind of the shot in the arm of yeah. going back to kind of this old school shooter, you know, where, where you don't, you're not locked down on these corridor style levels. You could actually go and do, you know, you had verticality to it. You could shoot things above you and below you. And you had to keep an eye on things that were above you and below you that were also shooting at you. Um, no, I, I think, I think it's fantastic. The the way that they did it, uh, it's kind of along the lines of the, of the Tomb Raider one. They really thought about what made the original games so great mm-hmm. and just improved on every aspect of it. Yeah. That's what makes a good reboot, isn't it? Right. It kind of distilling down what people enjoyed about the original uh, mm-hmm. and doubling down on those aspects is when they take these uh, tangents and these left turns, uh, yeah. when we start to get things like uh, a Castlevania 64 or a Donkey Kong 64, or really any of the 64s that wasn't Mario 64. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty much, much, yeah. It, it was like the Wild West, you know, what can, yeah. what can we, what can we throw a label on? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, I hold my beer because Superman 64 would uh, <laughs> be my answer, which is notoriously. Yeah, oh my God. I guess GoldenEye 64. There's, there you go. There's still a, a lot of people that are, are fond of GoldenEye. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. yeah, man. Classic. That's, uh, yeah, they did it right. Yep. And the, yeah. is, is that multiplayer yeah. really is what uh, people, yes. people love about that. Yeah. In the room yeah. multiplayer, yeah. Because no, nobody likes playing Mario Kart by themselves. No, exactly. Like, it's kind of sad. Nobody yeah. likes playing Goldeneye by themselves. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, actually, I think Goldeneye recently either got a remake or is still in the process of being remade well, I, uh, by I, again by fans. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's sanctioned though, so I don't uh, think they'll they'll be able to actually release it officially. But it'll you know it could be a mod for things. Um, they did give that kind of a reskin, though, didn't they? Uh, for for next gen, a few years back. Yeah, they did on on. Uh, I know it was like the Wii and the 360, yeah. PlayStation Three. They did have a, a version, and I want to say it was weird because they used Daniel Craig uh, for Bond instead of Oh no, um, sacrilege, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, it's like, how are you going to release a Goldeneye game <laughs> with Daniel Craig as the as he wasn't even in Bond? the movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why, uh, might as well just roll them all out, right? Put uh, Sean Connery in there and uh, there Roger you. Moore. Now, that would be cool if you could select skins. Which Bond yes. do you want yeah. to be? Uh, I call you know, dibs, on, uh, dibs on Timothy Dalton. I know nobody wants yeah. him, but he was one of my favorite Bonds. I don't know why. All right, so Jason, I, I still think it's your turn. Uh, what, do you, what do you have next? Um, you know, and, and this probably won't be very popular. Um, Can't wait. I, I, I liked the King's Quest... Yes. Reboot. Yes. Uh, they they really did a good job on that. Uh, I was I was really impressed. Um, you know, and that that was oh Jesus. Uh, they had like six or seven King's Quest games. Oh yeah. And they were all I the wanna, I wanna say there was eight actually. Oh no. eight, no kidding. I think so, um, yeah. Uh but I mean yeah, that was like the heyday of Sierra. Uh yeah. you know. It was the point-and-click goodness um, with the, the puzzles that you had to, you know, really think about and w- which items do you combine, and, you know, uh, that and uh, Monkey Island. Oh, uh, yes. God. Uh, the, the Telltale God. reboot of Monkey Island, I think, uh, 
there was because I mean that that was all cell shaded. It wasn't a, a, a flat type of environment. Right. Um, that single cam type of, of view, mm-hmm. and they they had the the nostalgia. You know, I, I think they really did a good job. And if they did another one, I think it would probably be just as good. Well, um, now yeah. that uh, we've got Lucas Arts or uh, what Lucas Games, I guess was the uh, announcement we talked about last week. Yeah. Gonna mm-hmm. be start um, bringing back some of those old Lucas Arts properties. I, I bet uh, I bet there's a Monkey Island reboot uh, in our oh, future. I would I would love, love to see a Guybrush Threepwood in in <laughs> yes. the 20s. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Oh my god, that'd be fucking bring them all back. That'd be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Well, that'll be for another episode where we'll talk about all the uh, Lucas Arts games that we like. Uh, but for now, talking about uh, rebooted franchise. Jay, did we skip over you? feel like maybe we have skipped over you we might have we might have um <laughs> let me kick it back to you what do you what else do you have there uh well i guess going going kind of back to the nes with the original zelda mm-hmm. um breath of the wild i kind of yes i kind of consider that one to be a reboot of the franchise absolutely it's on uh, my list too preach uh, yeah uh, it, it it kind of takes the best of the 3d zeldas and brings it back to the old school original zelda of just kind of just dropping you in the world and saying go play yep. and i fell in love with it from the start i've put well over 300 hours into it <laughs> yeah same and i still love it yeah, I've I've played through it at least three or four times. Wow! And I will I will continue playing through it because it's just that I don't know. It, there there was just something that caught my attention with it and just held on and is not letting go at all. You never get tired of being in that world, and the controls mm-hmm. are so tight, and the mechanics and, and the gameplay itself is so fun. And that's uh, I love this generation of games that we're in, especially now. We've got PS5 and X, Xbox X series or whatever the fuck it's called. And th- th- we've come so far, but some of these games, some even the ones that are like the highly rated, like your, your cyberpunks, right? Mm-hmm. They're what what Nintendo does well that some of these other developers sometimes uh, I don't want to say miss but but pass over don't put as much emphasis on is is the game itself fun the to play these game. are at their heart games I know they're interactive experiences I know they're closer to movies and TV now we've got dialogue and motion capture we can do so many more things but I, I love the Uncharted series I just blew through all four of those games in 2020. Uh, they're some of my favorites of this generation, or past generation, I should say. But I don't think any of them are as fun to play repeatedly as yep. th- that Zelda reboot. Um, and, and I agree with you, Jay. I do consider it a reboot. To me, it feels like the spiritual sequel to Ocarina of Time in a way that Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword did not. They were their own. Yeah. They were trying their own things, especially Skyward Sword there with the Wiimote. Uh, you know, t- Nintendo got a little crazy there. Um, and the stories and, and the art styles uh, kind of w- went off in their own directions there. You know, the whole wolf mechanic yeah. with Twilight Princess. Uh, and, and here, you know, it, it harkens back to Ocarina of Time. It's pulling the music. I'm talking about Breath of the Wild now. Uh, using some of the same music cues uh, that were created in Ocarina of Time, but putting a remix even yeah. on that. Uh, the, the locales, the characters, there's, even though it claims to not be a sequel, there are d- direct connections between Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time. 
in a way that some yep. of the other games didn't. And like you said, it's fun to play. They nailed it. I consider that a reboot. Jason, what say yeah. you? Did you have you? Uh, I, I I totally agree. Um, you know, I I honestly didn't play that on Switch. I played it on my PC. What? Uh, How is that possible? Yeah. Uh, emulator. Yep. Ah, emulator. Of course. Uh, you know, and it it worked really well with the Microsoft controller, except for uh, the mazes that you had to use with the gyro. Yeah. Oh yes, gyro. every now and then. Yeah. Had had to kind of hack my way through those. Um, now, did those you? Were, those were a little tricky on the on the emulator. Now, yeah. Did you pay for that Microsoft uh, mouse that you're talking about, or is that another freebie? <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, that that's the only thing I've bought from Microsoft <laughs> is a couple of controllers. <laughs> All right, I'll let that slide. Um, but uh, I, yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I like to think of it as is Zelda kind of grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. it. I think if they continue along that franchise and put the same level of detail um, and the same uh, emotion into it, uh, I, I I think it'll be amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, especially with uh, even even the upgrade from what the Switch was. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. as as we get into more of these consoles that have native ray tracing and all of this other stuff built in. Uh, I mean, you know, you're you're going to start seeing some really incredible things. It would be nice at some point in the future to see like a, a kind of Demon Souls esque looking Zelda with just like right. crazy, not necessarily photorealistic, but uh, yes, high res graphics. And, yeah, because yeah, the Nintendo yeah. consoles are always kind of a generation behind when it comes to the graphical power. They're not going for that, right? They wanted to create a yeah. a portable slash home console. Uh, with just enough power to, to, to play the games you need. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's it probably not going to be Breath of the Wild 2, but whatever comes next, you know, with the Switch Pro or whatever. Yeah, I am kind of hoping, though, with, with Breath of the Wild 2, that the one thing that I think was kind of missing from Breath of the Wild was the, the, the more traditional um, themed dungeons that have yeah. always been in every Zelda, you know, like you have the forest temple and you have the fire temple, things like that. We didn't really get that in breath of the wild. True. And ultimately when I, when I was playing breath of the wild, I kind of felt like the entire world was its own version of those temples, like going to the Heber mountains area and, and navigating your way through to get to all the little shrines and things that, you know, the shrines were the puzzles that you mm-hmm. would do in the temples. Yeah. But the actual getting to them and finding them, that was the the kind of the going through the ice temple at that point. Yeah, or that's a good point. going on Death Mountain was, you know, kind of making your way into the fire temple to do the, you know, to do that stuff. But I, I would like to see them kind of come back with actual dungeons in the in the sequel. I think that's the one complaint that uh, you see levied most of that game and uh, so maybe Nintendo's listening maybe we'll see that mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild 2 in 2021 2 maybe maybe, maybe this year. <laughs> Cross our fingers. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't talk about reboots, at least modern reboots without talking about God of War because that's one that uh, I oh, love yeah. back from the PlayStation 2 era. Uh, those first ones just kind of those crazy fast action, kill as many monsters as quickly and as bloody a way as you can, uh, hack and slash games, I guess you would call them, uh, but like with these over-the-top set pieces, uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of nudity. First game I can remember where uh, I actually got to fuck, so uh, <laughs> on top of the hot action, you got some hot bedroom action along with your God of War mm-hmm. game for PlayStation 2, but 
I guess it was uh, what a couple of years ago now that uh, God of War got rebooted on the on the PlayStation yeah. Four, and uh, yeah. just I, I'm now I'm still working my way through it. I haven't beat it yet, but uh, really love how again in the same way you mentioned Breath of the Wild is like the grown up version of Zelda. This rebooted God of War is the grown up version, and and not to say that you know obviously the original had. R-rated elements to it, but grown up in the sense of storytelling and acting and atmosphere and um, the direction they took with that game. I love that it's basically, you know, I'm a a video editor slash videographer by trade, and I love the way that the entire game is basically one one shot, one continuous unedited uh, shot. You know, there aren't a lot of, they don't do cutaways, you know, they they keep it in real Mm. time and the camera will move around, but I don't think there's any "Quote unquote cuts in that game, um, and it's just so nice. beautiful. Nineteen seventeen of video games. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> the nineteen seventeen of video games. Um, nice. <laughs> either of you have opinions on that reboot? Um, I haven't actually played it yet. I've I've watched a couple of uh, like a couple of let's play videos, yeah. and I, I was struck, kind of like you said, uh, it's a very much more of a of a cinematic quality to it than the you know than the original three games uh and i also noticed it was i guess slower paced but i don't know if it picks up as you go along uh because you're you're not just completely blowing through hordes of enemies you're now taking on maybe one two or three at a time and and you don't have your your whip swords chain swords that you had but you're right they're really kind of putting more of the focus on on finesse and uh, not yes. just I'm going to kill. It's not. It's not the uh, Hyrule Warriors uh, yes. of God of War, yes. where I'm going to kill God 30 <laughs> characters with one blow. It's really uh, kind of mano a mano. Uh, yeah. At a time. Yeah. At least as far as I've yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? I, th- I think yeah. we've almost run, run the gamut. Um, yeah. Uh, I think uh, maybe going back to your your sexy time comment on, <laughs> on God of War. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Leisure Suit Larry actually did. Some <laughs> oh, that's right. Did yeah. they really? Uh, yeah. I remember yeah. walking yeah. into the uh, PC, like a the uh, electronic boutique in the mall <laughs> back in the day, and you'd be in the PC section, and oh, you know, there's SimCity, and here's all these other PC games I recognize. And then looking at Leisure Suit Larry, and like, what the fuck? Like, as a 12 year old <laughs> trying to wrap your head around this game that's part softcore porn, part SimCity, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, just bizarre for its time. Yes, uh, it's even more bizarre when they rebooted it. And I mean, you know, the the whole thing about the game is you're trying to get laid yes. and you never do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one big cock tease of a game. Huh? It, it is. It is. You go through all of these games never once. <laughs> Did they remedy that in the reboot? Then does he finally get his? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost positive. I mean, that's that's just the running gag. Uh, <laughs> I, I know the. I know the one on at least on the original Xbox. I think it was the first reboot of it. Uh, they had like these. It wasn't cutscenes, but it was like uh, almost like cards. Essentially, like it would be like a screenshot mm-hmm. of whoever you were at that particular moment trying to to get laid with. <laughs> It would come up with a screenshot uh, of them, not really naked, but kind of in that in that more of a seductive yeah, pose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, titillating pose, <clears throat> and um, and then it would fade away, and then it would be kind of the 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 after 
where Larry, uh, of course, I think on the, on the reboot, it wasn't Larry. It was like his nephew or nephew, something like yeah. that. Oh, really? And he, he wakes up. He's he blacked out because he too, got too drunk or he oh, no. got too high or something. So he, he blacked out and, and missed out on his opportunity at that point. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's been so long. Well, yeah. Published by Sierra. <laughs> King's Quest Sierra, also uh, <laughs> responsible for Leisure Suit Larry. Wow. Also, right. yeah. Right. I know everything. Is this uh is is it called Wet Dreams Don't Dry? Is that the reboot I'm seeing from 2018? No, that's oh, there's mean. another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I oh guess so. crap! No, this one was called like Magna Cum Loud or something. <laughs> yeah. <like that. laughs> uh, and I think I think there was one before that. It was a movie, like a movie studio or something. Oh, I no. mean, yeah, they they had uh, several. I would probably call those unsuccessful reboots. Hey, hey listen, they've got their audience apparently. They just keep rolling oh, yeah, these out. Yeah. So uh, if you like uh, soft, softcore porn, I guess, in your, in your <laughs> video games, uh, where else are you going to turn? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's funny too because we started off this conversation talking about how porn is kind of the pioneer for new technologies, floppy yep. disks to Blu-rays to VR. And yep. uh, yeah, Leisure Suit Larry leading the way. And now you have... Now you have these visual novels that basically they they sell them censored, mm-hmm. and so that that way they can get their you know their normal mature rating or whatever, uh, and then the developers will kind of put out like a code on their website to say okay put this code in, and it'll download the nude patch essentially, <laughs> and it becomes this hardcore porn game at that point. That's like, li- like, okay. <laughs> You know, we rail a lot about microtransactions, but um, I, I can get behind that. That's a good, no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> that, that's a, a more advanced hot coffee crack. For, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Hot co- I haven't heard that reference in forever. Uh, hot coffee. Yeah. Uh, well, making old references means uh, we must be wrapping up. Let's <laughs> get towards the end here. So unless uh, anybody have any other honorable mentions before we uh, put, a, put a nail in this one? I would give kind of an honorable mention, I guess, to Killer Instinct. Ooh, yeah. And you know yeah. what? Let's throw a whole fighter category in there because I think the, the rebooted Mortal Kombat from, uh, I guess, about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, yes. When they, I think they finally took the, the plunge into all 3D. And they go uh, in 3D, yeah. And, and revitalize that uh, that franchise. And now here we are mm-hmm. on Mortal Kombat 11, right? Is that the current one? Yeah, with, I think with, so, yeah. With 12 on yeah. the way? Yep. But Killer Instinct yeah. was uh, fantastic. I remember, and that was like 15 years removed or something, right, from the uh, arcade game. At least, yeah, at least fifteen years, and and they they kind of did it genius because they just gave it away, essentially for free. Uh, at least you know they had the sure. rotating list of characters that you can the play. Seasons, yeah, yeah, and and yeah, just offering you know if you want to have any character that you want at any time, hey, you just pay us ten bucks for season one, mm-hmm. and then when season two comes out, here's another ten bucks for more characters. So I think they did that kind of genius, and yeah. and it wasn't. It wasn't like a throwaway game. It was a genuine, like, good Killer Instinct fighting game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love those, man. Yeah. yeah. Good call. One more that I saw on the list uh, that I, I had no experience with, but since, Jay, you had brought it up last week, uh, talking about Conker's mm-hmm. Bad Fur Day. Oh, yeah, I had that on my list, actually, and yeah. I, I completely forgot to put it in there. was a, a rebooted Conker. Did, now, did you, I, I yes. never played the original. Uh, Jason, are you familiar with that game, Conker's Bad Fur Day on the Nintendo 64? Yes, that that was. Uh, I think that was one of the first Nintendo games that actually pushed some limits. Yeah, it had uh, cursing in it, yeah. right? 
Yeah, yeah, with the dialogue and situational placements of things. And yes, uh, that was a very fun game. Uh, I had no idea they did a reboot, though. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. well, uh, temper your expectations because I think the reason you haven't heard of it is because uh, we would fall that put it in the unsuccessful reboot category. Uh, <laughs> Jake, can you attest to that or? No experience. With Are it. you talking about the uh, the one that they did for that whatever that one the maker type of game? Uh, I guess so. Called? Let me find it. Conquer live yeah. and reloaded. Well, uh, there was live and reloaded for the that was more like just like a remaster of the oh yeah N sixty four one upresed it. But there was another one that they did on the Xbox One, and it wasn't a standalone game. It was part of what they were going to do. I forget what it was called. It was like Dreams or something like that where it was a kind of a game engine type of thing, like a very simplified game engine where you could build your own games. And they had a conquer game that they had started building into that. But I remember that one not doing very well. Yeah. (laughs) I think the fact that none of us know anything about it attests to uh, its quality and reception. So uh, yeah, not all reboots are created equal. Some are uh, more equal than others, as Animal Farm would say. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. We've gone through quite a few here over an hour. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, easy to talk to you guys about uh, video games and, and rebooting. Uh, and if you want to be part of the conversation, dear listener, uh, you can follow us on uh, the, the socials. That's right. You can go to uh, 16bitgladiators.com, which is where I would recommend you go. Uh, you're going to find all the links there. You can subscribe to our lovely podcast right from there, either uh, via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or uh, your preferred podcasting app. Uh, also, you can find links to our social networks, our Facebook page, which is 16-Bit Gladiators. You can also follow us on Twitter, which is uh, at uh, 16-Bit Gladiators on Twitter. Follow us there. You'll always uh, know what uh, topics we're talking about next week and uh, what episodes uh, we have in store. Uh, so, yeah. Any, you guys have any plugs before I wrap it up? At some point, eventually, I'm going to be starting on a stream uh, series of uh, going through several Zelda games and several of the Metroid games, just as kind of a celebration of the 35th anniversary. That's perfect. Um, I don't know exactly when I'll be starting doing that, but (laughs) with any luck, maybe within the next, I don't know, maybe a week or two. Nice. Yeah, because you've Uh, got your own uh, Twitch stream, right? Where can people follow mm -hmm. you? Uh, I'm on there as 16-bit Cerberus, or I'll be uh, also kind of simultaneously streaming to the uh, the 16-bit Gladiators channel. Awesome, perfect. Yeah. Jason, what about yourself? Uh, no plugs for me. Uh, <laughs> All I'm, right, I'm just living life, trying to make it through 2021. Yeah, yeah nice. I know. Nice. <laughs> just when we thought we, uh, it could be worse in 2020. 2020. Yeah, uh, we're, what are we like 20 days in? And uh, right, it already feels like three months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> Well, that's what we have video games uh, for, uh, to, to ease the pain. To, absolutely. And good people to talk about them with. There you go. Well, there you go. Jason. Jason, thanks for being our guest this week. Jason uh, Jasinski, Jay Gunn, thank you for uh, joining us again. Trust. And, uh, absolutely. I don't think we have a topic decided on next week, do we? So we'll probably have to... Yeah, yeah we'll have to, have to work that one out. Edit this part out. Unless I'm, you got any ideas? Maybe I can uh, plop it in before we wrap up here. Oh, sorry, have you, have have you uh, broached the uh, pay-to-win topic? Oh, exactly. oh, no, we haven't. Like Leisure haven't Suit Larry? Like that yet. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> That's real life. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something something like that could be good. Uh, kind of dealing with microtransactions and the and the uh, gotcha games that where you could either spend all your life grinding them away or pay, pay you know 20 bucks to get these coins and make your life easier. 
That's that's one of the more sinister evolutions of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, used to you used to buy a game and you owned the game. You know, you'd never get an update for it, but yeah, you know, yeah, you, you, you own the game. Uh, yep. And now there's all of the, uh, you know, oh well, you own the game, but you could also own this. Oh, and by the way, yep. you DLC. can also own this. Yep. Do you want a pink mohawk? That'll cost you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fortnite would be kind of the champion of that one. Oh yes. Oh, well, there you go. That's a, that's its own episode. <laughs> we may have to do that. All right, we're gonna add that to the list. Uh, so don't have a, not not decided on a topic for next week, but uh, that's why you follow us on the socials because we'll announce it there. And then uh, yeah. you can tune in next week to hear us talk more about video games and gaming in general. Uh, all right. So it's for me then to say, uh, Jay, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Jason, thank you for uh, guest hosting. Nice job. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. All right. And uh, we will see you guys next week on the 16-Bit Gladiators. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Hi. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.